Wow. Yeah. Does that have... That has a whiffer? Robot voice. Because of... Thick and dark looking. It looks... Put a lot of oxygen into the fermenting yeast. They go aerobic and they start multiplying. Great American Ale off. But I don't want to drink a bunch of American Ales. Cause of death. Dun, dun, dun. It tastes worse than Bud Light. (laughs) Straight up 10. Whoa, it's Opinions and Beer! Is that crazy that it's Opinions and Beer? I'm your host, Adam. And I'm EdRay1416. EdRay1416, what are you doing here? To talk about Opinions and Beer. Heck yeah! If you don't know who EdRay1416 is, he's been on the show a lot. In fact, he's probably our mainstay now. He's a main regular, he's a regular, he's a regular on the show. And uh, he's from the commentary community. One of the most controversial people in the commentary community has his own Encyclopedia Dramatica page. Love to bring that up every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, just to let you know that EdRay1416 is pretty much a big deal. He's a bigger deal than me, and so I need to have him on to talk and see what his opinions are. Got that right. Today, Ed Ray, we're going to dive into opinions, opinions, and more opinions. But first, I want to give a shout-out to myself. <laughs> I, uh, so we're doing um, a lot more new stuff recently. If you join us on Facebook, well, join the Beer Guys on Facebook, or if you join any of our opinions and beer on Twitter or Instagram, you're going to be starting to see a lot more videos. So please join us, or even YouTube. Find us on YouTube. I don't really, I never promote the YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. I don't promote it because it's it's auto-published, but we have a lot more videos coming out, and I want you to be able to see the videos. The videos are separate from the podcast so it's it's all new content these videos are new content and so uh please 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 check them out uh you can follow us on instagram twitter youtube uh join us on facebook at opinions and beer or the beer guys and you'll see the opinions and beer um logo i believe and uh, you can join the beer guys page or opinions and beer group on facebook to follow along these videos and new stuff we're doing also this is the first episode i think that uh not the first we've been doing a lot of the audio drama um i'm I'm enjoying the audio drama uh we're gonna be continuing that through january um and we're gonna see how far we can get with that also coming up we have our big royal rumble uh chat during the Royal Rumble, we're gonna we may be doing that live. I'm not quite sure that maybe maybe our first live episode is a live reactions to the Royal Rumble. So that'd be fun. That's wrestling with alcohol here on opinions and beer, uh, and that's that's kind of what we got. We got a lot a lot of stuff. I'm gonna be pumping out pumping out content like it's milk out of a cow. Know what I mean? I'm gonna squeeze I'm gonna squeeze those udders. And they're going to pump out all the content in the world. So much content, you're going to be like, where did he come up with all these contents? <laughs> but uh, today we're doing a very traditional episode. Though, 
we're going to be diving into life advice. So we're going to be searching the internet for people who need help or are asking questions, and we're going to try to give our life advice. Uh, what should our limit be? Should it be like five people or should it be more time-based? Well, it depends on the situation. I mean, if we're, do- if we're delving into controversial subjects, maybe time-based. Okay, I, well, I don't know if they're controversial yet. In fact, these are going to be pretty random. I, I did not seek these out before we dive into them. These are going to be pretty random. We're going to learn them for the first time here on the show. So, fun times. Be sure to subscribe to the show to keep along, follow along, and thank you for listening to Opinions of Beer. Now, let's get on with the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is brought to you by independent brewing company, Parish Brewing. If you don't know Parish Brewing, Parish Brewing is amazing. We've got a few more coming from them. The last one we reviewed from Parish was, in fact, a Rev Coffee Stout. And if you don't know, I've ranked it my favorite coffee stout of all time. But this here, Parish Brewing Company beer, is called Cane Break. It's a Louisiana wheat L. It is 4.9% in alcohol by volume. So this is a, this is going to be a very traditional style of beer. So I wanted to go ahead and grab their. They have they have really good other stuff. They re, they have a really good IPA out. They have a really good um, a hazy, I believe. But this is our this is the first um, uh, regular beer that I'm going to try from them. It's a very standard wheat L, I believe, from uh, the look of it. And this the uh, the fact that it's it's kind of lower in percentage of alcohol from their uh, previous beers. I'm gonna pour this beer here. It pours a nice goldeny, crispy color. Woo, that head is good. Such a big head. Also, today we're gonna be doing whining with Ed Ray. Um, Ed Ray, uh, while my head settles, uh, tell them what wine you'll be whining. It's going to be a Colorado sweet red wine. And I guess because I'm asked to go ahead and review this. Well, I, I, I was just trying to tell you to tell them about it. All right. Before, well, and then we'll get into the reviews. All right. Well, today's uh, flavor is going to be sweet red wine from Colorado. And back to you. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just letting the head settle here. Um Opinions and beer. I'm gonna take this photo now. Ed Ray, uh, you're a big Louisiana guy. What's your favorite thing about Louisiana? Well, it's mainly the food, you know, alligator, etouffee, gumbo, jambalaya. Oh yeah, you're a big gumbo guy, aren't you? Hey, gumbo's pretty good. I mean, if you uh, combine shrimp and chicken and pork, you'd have yourself an epic gumbo. True that. Um. So here we go. I'm ready to drink my beer now after all that. <laughs> Six minutes in. Okay. I'm going to try this beer. Very wheaty. I like it. This is good. Parish. Bre- breweries out there. 
Parrish is someone to watch out for. They're coming in hot. Even their basic beer is really good. Has a very, um... I'm gonna say random flavors that are probably not even in this. But it has a very, like a honey wheat taste to it. Like sweet wheat. Very sweet wheat. Almost Belgium-y. Has a, has a kind of, like of a, a Belgium-y taste to it. Not quite there, though. Like on the crisp. Like, like it's not a Belgium. They didn't use Belgium yeast, but maybe they used like Belgium... In, like, what, like traditional stuff that would go in a Belgian beer. Like the type of wheat and whatnot. Maybe I need to drink more wheat ales. This is pretty good. More wheat. More craft wheat ales. Wow. I mean, that's a... That's a seven. It's a good solid seven. I mean, that's drinkable. Has decent flavor. Uh, the wheat comes out perfectly. It's kind of sweet. It's um, light. So it's a really a hangout beer. This is like a hangout. This is a really good hanging out beer. Uh, it's light in flavor. There's no bitter. Uh, not really. Not really any hops to it. But it's fine. It's not. Doesn't need hops. It's a wheat ale, not a IPA. That's not. You know, nothing crazy. So yeah, I'm. I'm sticking with my seven. That's solid. I mean, that was quick. That's a quick rating because that was just. I don't want to give any more than seven because uh, there's no there's no extra flavors that's really giving me any um, any solid kick. There's nothing. There's not. There's nothing extra that's bumping that number up. It's just a very solid, straight to the point wheat ale that tastes good. Tastes good. Seven. Ed Ray. It's time for Winin' with Ed Ray. Go ahead and wine for us. Alright, today's uh, wine of the day is called a Rossi Sweet Wine. And this is this is from uh, Modesto, California. Carlo Rossi is owned by E&J Gallo Winery. And uh, I've had one of their uh, flavors about a few months back ago on Opinions and Beer. It was a Paisano flavor. And I've also had Sangria before, but I never reviewed it. But today, in this case, I'm going to review our Carlo Rossi product that I've never tried before, and it's called Sweet Wine. And I would guess, I would venture to guess that this is, uh, this is going to be a very sweet wine, because it says sweet, uh, sweet Red on it. And I don't know if it's going to be any better than Paisano flavor, so what I'm going to do now is go ahead and pour this. Now, uh, there are a lot of wineries in California. Some of them very good some of them not so good and I've had a lot of wines over the years whether it's Cabernet Sauvignon or Merlot or even the white wines but red wine is always the best due to the antioxidant flavor uh, antioxidant properties now I'm gonna go ahead and smell this I can already tell that this smells almost as fresh as uh, red grapes obviously I mean this is a lot closer to red grapes in terms of smell than uh, the Paisano, but time to go ahead and try it. Holy cow! That is sweet! It's sweet! It is sweeter than Paisano, and this is freshly made wine. Is that your first time having that, you said? Yeah, first time having sweet red. Holy cow, that is... 
I could barely taste the alcohol. That is the, this is without a doubt the best red wine I've ever had. And I know I've given the Pasano flavor of Carlo Rossi a 10 out of 10, but I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 because it's perfect. It's sweet. Man, Carlo Rossi, you know how to tickle head raise fancy. If I was sponsored by Carlo Rossi, I'd gladly do commercials for them. Hell yeah! Carlo Rossi, get this Italian-loving son of a gun in your commercials. Ed Ray 1.16. There's... Oh, God, I stabbed myself. Okay. <laughs> that was almost horrible. Wait a minute, did I... Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention one more thing. 8% alcohol by volume. 8%. You're definitely going to get more toasty than I am. <laughs> Mine at four. You're, you're doubled me. You've doubled me, Ed Ray. Usually I have crazy ABV beers. Okay, so you ready to get some life advice? Yeah, let's go ahead. Here we go, guys. It's time for what we're talking about today. Life advice. <clears throat> Should we start with... Um, oh, shit, this is a long one. Is this long? You want this long ass one? Is that too long? Oh shit! Looks like it is too long. So you're gonna have to find something else. This dude wrote a short story. We don't want short stories. We want questions. This short story guy. Let's see. What's this one? This one's better. Okay. Life advice number one. This is well. Should we take? Should we say who it is? G G Custard said, <clears throat> Should I gift my cousin and his wife money for their pregnancy? Or is this tacky? They both work and I know they're stressed and financially worried about supporting the baby. I want to gift them like $8,000 to help out with initial expenses. I know the cost to like even deliver can be up to $10,000. I'm just not entirely sure if this would be seen as tacky or rude. Ed Ray. Well, depending on the neighborhood you live in, I mean, if you live in an apartment or if you live in a trailer and you're kind of financially stressed about uh, preparing to be a parent or so, then I don't see anything wrong with it. But if you're living in a suburb or if you're living in a nice neighborhood or something along those lines, you don't really need to gift that person money. It depends on their financial situation and where they live, etc. So you think if they're financially stable, it is tacky to give them a lot of money? It's tacky and unnecessary, but if you live in a very poor area and you're in need of help, then I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I see. $8,000? Who has $8,000 to give somebody? Somebody who obviously has disposable income. Jeez, I want some $8,000. So, so you, what do you say? So, they said the family stressed. I guess... Uh, I guess we don't, we don't know much about them. Yeah, we don't know much about the... Who's well, there. judging by what they said, they could be in a pretty bad neighborhood or something along those lines. That's why it's a question that you have to think about before you answer. Okay, so... Give them the money or not? Well, since most people are poor, I'd say give it. Give them the money. There you go. There's your life advice. Okay, moving on. Let's find a second one over here. Need to... Oh, what the... What the... Is this long? Okay, this ain't that long. Oh, no, this deleted. 
Oh, they were too scared. Okay, next. Let's see. Okay. Life advice number... I feel like... <laughs> we probably don't <laughs> need to be given this life. Let's see. <clears throat> life advice number two by G. Gudio. Okay. Here's their statements. Pregnant and don't want the same career. I have been a nanny for 12 years, and I have been done with this career for a long time, but I do not have experience in any other line of work. Therefore, in any HR's eyes, if I don't have 30 years experience to answer phones, I'm not a candidate. I am also pregnant, and I want to have more options for my more options for my job future. I have been I have been contemplating on doing an online program for medical coding and billing, but need advice before I sign up for this. I do not get benefits as nanny, and I am being treated like poverty because of our health care system. It is very degrading. I just want to have better options for me and my unborn baby. Help, please. So, what would you, uh, what would your advice be to this person? Well, if you're going to get into the field of medical coding, then you're going to have to get a uh, college education or something, which means you're going to have to get a series of jobs to take care of those expenses, raise your kid when the kid is born, and then you have to start saving money along the way. So if you're if you're wanting to give up a nanny position for a job with better benefits, then you're going to have to start at the bottom and work your way up through perseverance and sacrifice. And they've been a nanny for 12 years. How old do you think this person is? Well, I, I guess mid-30s. Mid-30s? Uh, I mean, it's not too late to start college, but I, it I mean, kind of is. Well, kind of is, but I've seen 50-year-old people go to college, well, and mean, that's after they've already raised their children. Well, I mean, because I think she's, she's wanting to get a new career ASAP before yeah, but, the baby, and that's like that's just not seems to be... Well, careers are not feasible because... Most careers require a college education nowadays. I mean, this isn't like the 1910s or 1920s when you could be a craftsman for a career or you can do some sort of nursing for a career or be a midwife for a career. Times have changed, and as times change, you got to get along with the times. And I don't see this person willingly getting along with the times if she's going to start complaining about wanting a career immediately when you have to get jobs and you have to work your way up. True that. True that. So, um, so what do they do? So, do they should we, should we encourage them to try to stick it out as this nanny and just try to get a better nanny position, pays more, or should they take these leaps? They're gonna have to take leaps if they want to succeed and support themselves. There we go. There's your. It's not easy, but it has to happen. Life advice. Next up, what's this one? Let's do this one. Not too bad. <clears throat> Life advice number... Is this three? Three. By the chances of life. 22 and feeling like I'm stuck in life. I'm a 22-year-old guy from Michigan. I work at McDonald's and I live at home with my grandfather and mother. All my peers have moved on with their lives and I feel like I'm stuck not moving forward towards the life I want. Short story, I graduated late, ended up graduating last June. Last June? 20, oh, 
fuck. My grades are good. It's just I ran into serious issues with mental health in high school that set me back. I want to go to college for electrical engineering to go into the solar energy field, but I I don't know. I guess fear is holding me back. I feel as if I don't know enough to go to college yet. I don't have a car or even a driver's license for that matter. I do have a job as a manager at McDonald's. However, I can only work 30 hours a week due to health issues. I take care financially of my mom because she can't work due to health issues and is fighting for disability right now. I don't know. I'm just looking for some advice on how to get out of this rut. I feel like I'm so behind my peers. I'm smart. I have a vision and I'm a leader, but I just don't feel prepared for the real world. How did you all get through the phase from teenhood to adulthood? What's some advice on not being afraid? Ed Ray, this is your fucking cup of tea. Well, if you don't feel ready to go to college, what you could do is find some plant jobs out there in Michigan. I mean, there are a lot of automobile plant factories out in uh, Michigan, whether it's in the Detroit area or somewhere close to Detroit. Ed Ray, you know they're being automated. I don't know. There's still some uh, jobs out there that for them that they could uh, use in or in terms of inspecting or building up or whatever you have you. I mean, if you really want to take a, if you want to get a better job and support yourself while you're taking care of your family, then you're gonna have to look at your classified ads, see what kind of plant jobs that are out there that actually need a person to do the job, and then after that you can. Work your way up in terms of getting a car, like getting a car that's used but can still run and don't require credit for you to purchase it. And then after a while, you can try to contact government offices to see how your mother can get those disability benefits a little bit quicker than what she's having to deal with. That way it gets you out of a little bit of a situation and then you have to stick, you're going to have to weather the storm for about five years financially before you can probably before you can break free of living with your mother and your grandfather and you, you'll be able to you'll be able to experience a little bit of peace but it takes time and it takes a whole lot of patience now um now I'm going to comment on some of this stuff that he's saying he is living with his grandfather and mother so there's no father well, I mean I guess he could look at his grandfather as a father figure but there's no direct father figure in the family both him and his mother have some sort of health issues. Well, I don't know if she—I don't know if she has mental health issues or just health health issues. But then he has some mental health issues where he can't even work. He can't get a plant job. Didn't you see? He—he he can't even work past thirty hours at McDonald's. Well, because McDonald's is a lot more stressful because you have to deal with management. If, if you are a manager, you have to deal with the higher-ups, and then you have to deal with the employees, he's not gonna and that's a lot more stressful than physical labor. But he's not hes not going to think that, right? He's thinking he has health issues. He can't work too many hours because of his mental health. So that means he's not, he's not getting no 12-hour, seven-days-a-week job. 10-12s, he, he's not doing that. Well, how we do you expect something else? We well, how do you expect him to get out of the rut he's in? He can't. <laughs> no, he, well, he's got to. I think. Well, maybe he's got to. I guess to get out of the rut, he's he's going to have to come to terms 
with his mental health and try to figure out a way to work past it. Yeah, but he cannot he did not do it alone. That's why he's got to have friends and he's got to have family to well, help he, him get the, through that. Well, they've all moved away. They moved moved away. All he has is his grandfather and his disabled mommy. But what makes you think he cannot go to other places and get help from outside sources? Like who? Like many other people, you know, if he goes to what if he were to go to church and get some help from there? There you go. Go to church. Go to church. Um He's smart. He's a vision. He's 22. He graduated at 22 years old. That's 18, 19, 20. That's, that's like four years at least. Four to five? If I graduated, uh, I don't know when his birthday is. Let's say four years. Four years! He, got, he graduated at 22 years old. He got held back four times. Due to some kind of mental health issue that he has. That he, he's saying, that's what he's saying. I ran into serious mental health. How are you going to be held back for maybe one year? He had, that means he had mental health issues like at least every year in high school. Do you think he got held back every year? He did every grade twice? That would suck. Well, depends on. He did every grade twice? It depends on the severity of his mental health, and I have to say that. Yeah, he's not really going into it. I wonder if he. I wonder if he goes into it. Is there any comments? I don't really have any answers for you. College sucks. I think you're talking great steps. I felt like this for a long time too. Getting delayed for a few years isn't the end of the world. Before I started studying, I had no idea. See, so that's college. He has. He has to go to college. Is what they they even said. So he's got he's, he plans on going to college for electrical engineering, but he does, he feels like he doesn't have enough life experience to go to college. What's your thoughts on that? Well, if you graduated high school and if you are qualified to go to college, then you go to college and you study and you work hard to make sure that you keep those grades up so you can graduate. You don't let your mental health slow you down. Yeah, you just gotta work past. That's that's really what it is. You need to work. Work on you can you cannot move forward until you work on yourself, right? Yeah, and it takes time, so don't expect miracles immediately. Yep, it's gonna take some time. You may not, you may not be feeling good until twenty-five. <laughs> so give yourself. Uh, I would argue you won't be feeling good about your life until you're thirty. Okay, because thirty. By the, because by then, after you're after you're out of college and you're. Uh, starting your career then when that experience builds and you make more money you start feeling a little more confident about yourself yes money buys happiness that's your life advice (laughs) straight from ed ray's mouth (laughs) money buys happiness okay life advice number i don't i'm not gonna number one no more next life advice by chalky dog chalky dog to breed or not to breed that is the question. Curious to hear from people who never thought they would have kids, but now do. Particularly those who caved in to pressure from their partner to do so. Also keen to hear from those who didn't have kids, I guess. Do you regret it? Do you wish you had done it sooner? In what ways has it changed your life for better or worse? It's never been high on my list of priorities, but my partner is 
dying on the inside because of my hesitation. I love her to bits, but find it hard to justify bringing a child into the world when I'm so unsure about it. A bit of backstory on my current situation can be found he here. Here? What's here? I'm going to click on here. If it's a damn short story, I'm so mad. Is that a short story or is it short? It's Jesus. a short story, so let's not... Okay, we're not we're not we're not diving into fuck no, it will ruin your life, regardless of your outcome, something about surgery, uh, long time lurker, so the meat and potatoes, I'm thirty seven years old with uh degenerative, de degenerative disc disease. Which is a fancy way of saying my back has gone to shit. Thirty so so he's thirty seven years old. And his, I guess his wife wants to have a kid, and he does not want to have a kid, and he has a back disease that his back sucks, and he can't pick up kids. Okay. Should he breed or not breed? This is going to be a pretty tough one to answer. I mean, on one hand, if his back is really bothering him to a point where he may not be able to pick, a pick up a child, then maybe not. But on the other hand, if he really loves the person that he is with, he should try to make her happy and give her a kid. Yeah. But, uh... Meh. What do you think that might, um... Cause di division? Within the... If, if he doesn't want it, you think that might, over time, cause di divisiveness? If they have, like, different perspectives on the child? It may cause some sort of a riff uh, or tiff in the relationship in the beginning, but after a while he starts to become accustomed to the child, and eventually their relationship could get uh, could get much better if he tries to understand why his uh, significant other wanted a child. And I know it's going to take time for him to get used to raising a child if he chooses to oh. go ahead and give her the child. So but he, he is on a waiting list. For a surgery that will fix his uh, back disease. Well, if he really wants to have his back fixed so that way he can start doing stuff like picking up kids or lifting heavy objects, then this, me this may mean that he would like to give the woman a child. That way they could try to solidify the relationship a little bit better. He works as a uh, butcher. He cuts up dead animals. And that's that's him. So that's what, that's what we're dealing with. A butcher, a 37-year-old butcher with a back disease, does not want to have kids, but his wife does. I think, um... I think he's more concerned about the money situation rather than making his lady happy, you know. But if he's making good money as a butcher and he's paying his bills and he's trying to provide, then he ought to realize that if he has a kid, then he could probably get a tax break because he's raising a child and supporting a lady. Yeah, yeah. So, to breed or not, what was the uh, final decision? You may not agree with this, but I'd rather say to breed. To breed. You know what? I want to say, I want to tell him. Look, I'm I'm pro-children. I'm pro-having children, but I just, I, I, I don't know if he needs a kid. I don't think he should raise a kid. <laughs> Based off just when I'm hearing. But, uh, to breed. Breathe for your woman, man. Breathe for your goddamn woman. Next life advice. <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> this is good. I think yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna do time beta. We can't just do five. These are fun. No, they're not fun, but I mean it's good to give people life advice. Life advice next. Cassine Joe Fargo says, "I'm 26 without a clue. I don't know anything about myself. I don't know what I like as far as things to do. I'm just lost. I guess I feel like I need structure or a daily routine." daily routine besides work i guess i'm asking what can i do positively what can i do to positively impact my life i'm a hard worker and that's all i really know i want to find myself i want to address my shortcomings i want to try to change my negativity where can i start and what can i do first off you're uh you're 26 is that my age how old am i am i 26 27 Okay, you have one more year to, <laughs> to find out what you do. 26, now you should have probably, um, you probably should have found something about yourself by now. So I don't know. Uh, what can you do positively to impact your life? Maybe find a hobby. I guess you don't know what your hobby is because you don't know anything about yourself but working. Uh, throw, make a uh, dartboard and just have a bunch of hobbies that other people do and throw darts at it. And then just just go through the list of hobbies. <laughs> just go through a list of hobbies and find something to do with your time. Um, and get good at it. And make yourself feel good. When you get good at something, you feel good for getting good at it. And that's positive. And it will positively impact your life. And plus you're a hard worker, so whatever you pick, you work on it hard. What you think, Ed Ray? Well, I think this guy should either go to a bar or go to a park or go work at a homeless shelter voluntarily, help out the homeless people, make some friends, basically. Or if you uh, if you have a spiritual feeling that you want to take care of, go to a religious place like a Buddhist temple or church or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you're an atheist or religious or not, but you can't just sit there and not do something, I mean, you can always, like I say, go to a bar, go to a park, or volunteer at a homeless shelter, maybe donate to an animal shelter, that way the animals would be protected in the long run. Or maybe you can be like a lot of other men that I know, and go camping out in the forest, dwell in the forest, and you'll be able to find something out there. I mean, dwelling in a forest is so positive and so therapeutical that you can relax to a point where you actually know what you want. Exactly, exactly. So if you have no clue, there's your clue. Our advice, get one. (laughs) Okay, next up on life advice, this is Inspector Pickle. Inspector Pickle says, How do you be friendly? Well, the name like Inspector Pickle, you sound friendly, but maybe you're just an ass. Okay, how do you, how do you be friendly? I'm about to go to this hackathon that I have to travel for, and our social media pages are blowing up with people talking about ideas, equipment, casual get-togethers, etc. Everyone like, I'm excited to meet all of you, but I'm not excited. Mostly just very, very nervous about being in a room with a lot of affable people five years older than me and on a team where I see myself as a burden. I'm an undergrad. Most people posting seem to be grad students, industry people, etc. 
I feel like people probably won't care about this that too much. And the other people my age just aren't as active in the groups, probably. But I'm still nervous. Also staying at the also staying in an Airbnb with four guys, and I'm not a guy. So while I don't care really, I hope that isn't weird for anyone. How do I walk into a room full of people I don't know but I'm supposed to mingle with and not want to die? How do I handle the moments when I'm standing around alone? How do you start conversations in these kinds of contexts? Ed Ray, you go first. This person is... This person says they're not a guy? What? What? It said the person says also staying at an Airbnb. Oh yes, she's th- so it's a this is a, apparently a girl going to the hackathon, and she'll be staying in an Airbnb with four guys. Are you sure this is not an orgy? Oh my god, that's why you're the one that makes it weird. This is this is why she's posting. She's posting because dudes like you want to say shit like. Four dudes in an orgy. Well, this is a pretty messed up topic we're talking about here. <laughs> messed up. She's just trying to figure out how to be friendly. How do you... Be- the Airbnb <laughs> with four guys and the person's not a guy? That's pretty weird. You know what? Yeah, I think I Airbnb with four guys. That's how you be friendly. No. All right. All right. All right. To, to, to answer the question about this person standing alone or whatever and how to make a conversation without... Provoking somebody to kill them or whatever. <laughs> you just say, hello, how are you? And then try to t- try to find an interesting topic relevant to the uh, to the place that's going on and see if... I mean, yeah, they're, there for, they're, they're all there for the same reason. That should yeah. be easy conversation. Well, if well all, all you got to do is look them in the eye, say hello, and try to find something relevant to talk about over at the, uh, over at the place that you're talking about, the hackathon or whatever. And see if you can find some common ground. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. A, I, I, I needed to look up what Hackathon was. Hackathon, also known as Hack Day, Hackfest, is a design sprint-like event, often in which computer programs and others involved in software, uh, they collaborate intensively on software projects. So basically a bunch of computer nerds uh, collaborate on software making. Fastly, it's like a, and they make it like a speed of teams. Who can make a, who can, who can make the better um, software first? Right there, just talk about the software you got to make. Man, just get into conversation with the. Yeah, software. it shouldn't be that hard for you to make Come eye on. contact with these people. How do you be friendly? You know how to be friendly. Next, <laughs> we gotta find something else. I, okay. Let's see. I want to put my life back on track. Let's see. Is this a short story? Uh, it's not too bad. Not as bad as others. Let's do it. Want to put my... Let's make this our last one. Okay? Let's do it. Last life advice. Want to put my life back on track. Hi. I am 21. Going to turn 22 in February. Years old guy. Wait, what? Oh, I hey, hi. I'm a 21 years old guy. Years old guy. I'm a 21 year old guy. Even though he says years, I'm a 21 years old. 
I have been really stressed out as I have been in troubles. I was a careless kid, never really cared about education. My father is a police officer. I was carelessly living all these years until I met this woman. We were dating since two years. We had on and off thing, but on November 18th, she asked me if I was really serious about her and whether I want her in my life or not. I told her yes. The next day, I send my mom to her house to talk to her mom. Her mom, her mom was okay. She said that we needed, we need time because we want my daughter to get a doctor's degree, and your son must have a good job too. Now there are some troubles. One, I didn't study much. I have some educational issues in my tenth, in my tenth degree. If I correct them, I'll have to start 10th again and maybe it to 11th and 12th and get my graduation degree, which will probably take four years if the error is sorted out easily. I'll study for a police academy test and get a job as a police officer. Two, I'm the only son of my household. My mom has PTSD and anxiety because three years back, my older sister died, and ever since my mom is is not so well how do i fix her she always gets cheered up and get happy when she meets my girlfriend or when i talk about my marriage three my girl loves me but they're financially strong and i'm middle class i need to save up to build a house buy a car and have a secure future please read all these and suggest to me the best advice you have also i'm from pakistan so give me advices according to that if this helps i'll pray for everyone out there Life advice, Pakistan. Get one of those um, little flares or whatever, and kind of like when when the family's out, throw one of those little flares over there, and so the U.S. Army can blow that house up, and then they'll be homeless, and then you'll be better than them. That's, <laughs> be that's, that's one hell of a life advice you got there, Adam. Wishing death on the Pakistanis. Not death. I said when, they, when they're gone from the house. You can blow the house up, and then uh, they'll be low class. And then you'll be higher above them. That's the U.S. government for you, all right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think he... Is he from Pakistan? Oh, he's from Pakistan. So maybe he lives in America. I don't know. When you say the word mum, that would imply that you're a limey. I know. So I don't know where this guy lives. But he's going to be a police officer? Yeah, you don't see police officers in Pakistan, but you often see them in England. So I'm, but they, so I'm, they, I'm implying that he's in, he's living in England. What do they call them, police officers? I don't know what they call their uh, call their cops over in Pakistan, but I know they're not Taliban. No, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he has PTSD and anxiety. Three years back, older sister died uh, from the Taliban. You're right. So, um, <laughs> what do we? Uh, what do, should we tell him? Man, that's going to be a tough one. I'd have to look back on that. Hi, I'm a 21, so he's 21 years old. He just turned 21. Now, he said his father is a police officer. Oh, so he wants to, he wants to follow in his, in his father's footsteps and become a police officer as well. That's what's going on right now. But the daughter, the parents want the daughter to be a doctor. So I think they're all Pakistani. That's what's going on right now. So they're very strict. You can't marry my you can't marry my daughter until you have a good job because my daughter's going to be a doctor. 
That's, that seems very... Uh, <laughs> that but, does seem very uh, but do- But aren't doctors and cops uh, perfect bedfellows because when the cop gets shot, the doctor fixes them? Yes. Well, they make a good couple, obviously. Yeah, we're talking, but this this may be... Looking at this, this may be a different... Um, D- different way things are done. <laughs> what, what am I trying to say? Different uh, society or whatever. Not society. That's wrong. Different culture. The culture. I think we're dealing. I think we are dealing with a different culture than Americans. So we cannot think with an American culture. And this is why giving advice to people like this is pretty hard. But you know we're gonna do it. This is our last one. Let's dive into this one. Okay. He didn't study much. He has educational issues, and it's tenth degree. 10th degree, so 10th grade, so he passed his freshman year of college, um, and he's having really a hard time, though, with his uh, sophomore year in college. Um, but he's having to go to college for a police academy test? Maybe that is England. I think, I think here they just go to police academy. You have to go to college for... Yeah, you don't have to go to college for police academy or the military. Okay, so this is this is definitely England or something. If they have to go to college to go to police academy. Okay. So, England... Um, I don't know what's going on with England. I'm the only son of my household. My mom has PTSD with me, but she loves my girlfriend. 21 years old. Um... Jeez... I, I don't know. Maybe just uh, don't get married yet. Don't. Uh, yeah, put off marriage until you have a secure job and you have your car and everything and else even, that you need. Maybe don't even think about it until until because I guess you gotta you got you have to appease appease the mom's parents and that. Culture. Well, not to mention you need to have a little bit of security. I mean, doctors can have job security and police officers. As long as they're in good performance, have job security. But you want to build up some financial stability on both the end of the doctor and the cop. And that could take about a good 7 to 10 years to get that done. So my suggestion is hold on. Let your uh, full frontal lobe develop fully. That way you can think a little bit better outside the box as to how you want to uh, establish your future. Next, I send my mom to. Why did he have to send his mom to her house to talk to her mom? I guess it's. I guess if both of them are from Pakistan, I think it's Pakistani tradition. Interesting. Yeah, and I I wouldn't know. How, how's this life advice? Fuck England. Move to America. Uh, go to uh, what's that place called that you can just get married? Oh, uh, Las Vegas. Go to Vegas. Get married, and then do your stuff over here. Because actually, it'd be easier for you to get a job as a police officer over here. A, uh, B, you don't have to deal with all that Pakistani crap no more. C, America is the bomb. <laughs> the atomic bomb. <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> Did you like my life advice? <laughs> Me, I think, I think Ed Ray and I, for the most part, gave really good life advice. But that's just our opinion. And that's fine. Because all we've got here are opinions.
and beer. We are a million